I didn't drop anything or fuck anything up, so I don't really know what to do with myself right now. Greetings and salutations. <laughs> and welcome to I Spit in Your Mouth. An ooky, spoopy podcast. <laughs> I am Dottie Spartans. And I am Gulia Spartans, still staring at Dottie's cat on top of the bathroom door. Because she does crazy shit. This is a podcast where crazy shit happens... And a lot of it involves my cat, and sometimes our <laughs> spooky individual guests that we love very much. And I'm staring at the Takis on the floor now. <laughs> oh, I made sure the Takis were out for later <laughs> for our celebratory Taki crunch. Uh, and as always, we have a lovely bottle of La Marca Prosecco that we are waiting patiently to I know, to I've open. been like staring at it for the past 10 minutes, like, can I just like, can I sneak it open and somehow close it again? But you can't do that. No, that would be wrong. No, but like, can you open it, please? <laughs> <laughs> that would that would give our listeners a false sense of security in thinking that we just randomly crunch and munch takis. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so before we welcome in our super special guest, very special, we're so excited, big fan, um, and one of one of my favorite people in the world. Uh, I remember. When I first met her in New York City, and it was at Look Queen, and she was so wonderful and, and spectacular and lovely Can we still then. cite Look Queen as a thing? Yes! <laughs> Look Queen is forever. Look Queen lives in all the hearts of people who believe in it. I did not realize <laughs> that this was a motherfucking Disney special. It, well, yeah. Fucking. For sure. But... You know, I, I've watched her grow into such an incredible artist, and I am so excited that she's going to be joining us from beyond the grave. I know. Our dearly departed Erica Clash. <gasps> oh. Gasp. Shriek. The oh my goodness. Right? The anime gaming queen. We're so excited. I know. I really, I really love what she does, too. It's something that is not frequently done in... I feel like in drag performing. Right? She is the 8-bit horror maven. And we love that. And I, I love it we so much. We love a little pixelated dream. <laughs> and before we welcome her in, we just want to kind of go over what's been going on with us. So this is now, so <laughs> it is now November 2nd. We're very depressed. We are depressed. Halloween is over. Like in a deep depression right now. I'm having a, like serious Halloween and spooky withdrawals. I was sitting on my couch yesterday and I was... I. I finished watching Haunting of Bly Manor, and I was sitting here going, what am I going to (laughs) do? I need ghosts in my life. I'm so sad. I know. I just, like, I think I'm still in my denial phase where I'm just, like, refusing to accept. Well, someone made made a really good, someone made a really, really good point, and they said, well, all that means is now you need to get out your Krampus outfit (laughs) and have a spooky Christmas. And I was like... I mean, I guess I could do that. I don't. I'm not a. I'm not a fucking Christmas person, though. Fam, I, I what? It's not. It's not <laughs> Christmas. It's second Halloween. Everything is <laughs> Halloween like version 3.0, But it's still like, I. I mean, I worked retail my whole life growing up, so Halloween, or not Halloween, Christmas gives me like PTSD. And like, people are so fucking shitty. And I think that it is, like, not to be lame or anything, but I think it is a time that's meant to be with family and loved ones and all this shit. And we have just put such, like, a commercialized, 
pressure on getting gifts and doing this and doing that and all of these added stresses around the holiday season turns people into fucks. Yes. And they're fucks all year round. It's just that Christmas really brings it out Oh my god, it does. Can we open this Prosecco now? (laughs) Let's do it. All right, we're going to open our... Now I'm stressed and depressed and I want (laughs) to die. So like... That's it. The whole bottle, please. She's she's not a relaxed straight. She's a stressed (laughs) queer. Oh, oh, that beautiful. sounded so good. It sounds like heaven. It does. It's Truly. She's even soliciting Miss Deirdre. Oh, Deirdre definitely is soliciting. She loves this so much. I heard a good story about our friend Deirdre the other day. I heard that she went into a haunted house and there was an abortion scene happening in the haunted house. And it was very, like, vulgar from what I hear. But they pull out the baby and she goes, oh my god, it gets really excited. <laughs> you know, that sounds exactly like your dress. So yeah, I, I, I bet that did happen. I love that. Right. I love that. We, we miss we... haunted houses. I do think that there is a haunted Christmas house that happens. Oh, okay. We that can do we that. will be going to, yeah. obviously. Sure. I have to like refine that out. And if anyone in the New York City area knows what I'm talking about, please message me because I don't want to have to look that hard because I am a lazy piece of shit. All right. Um, Are we ready to call? I think we're ready to call out into the ether. We're going to call our friend Erica Clash from beyond the grave, our dearly departed drag monster. Oh. So please light some candles. Join Actually, hands. can we light this candle? We I love can. this candle. Absolutely. We're going to light our candle right now if I can find my lighter. And we'll figure that out. But <laughs> that's fine. Uh, <laughs> so light some candles. Join hands. And call the spirit of Erica Clash forth from the afterlife. Is there anyone there who wishes to speak to anyone here? They're here. Erica, we're calling out to you on the other side. In the spirit world, can you hear us? Erica, are you there? Hear our prayer? Question mark? I don't know. <laughs> Should we play some 8-bit music in the background? Would I know. That get, would that get you? Just a lot of whip cracks in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy, I'm stuck in the spirit realm. Help me. Oh, there oh, she I is. She broke through. <laughs> Erica, welcome. We're so excited to have you. Very Thank excited. you. What a fun Monday afternoon activity. Just talking shit. I, oh, yeah. This is what we do almost every Monday, with or without someone else present. Right, right. It's super fun, and uh, you know we you're you are uh, not the first you know drag performer we've ha- we've had on the show, but you are the first drag performer who has been on a uh, Netflix drag competition. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't, and I didn't even know it was going to be on Netflix when we shot it. It was on True. YouTube at first. So we're we have moved on up to the east side of some there you and the east side still, of hell. Yeah, and you've still <laughs> captured the hearts of the world. Oh my god. Oh yeah. my god. I still get messages from people saying like, Oh my god, you're you were just like a ray of sunshine and um I I, I, I find that so hilarious that like there's all this all this toxicity and drama and then I'm just like oh, <laughs> Erica, I'm here and I'm going to wave my little, I'm going to wave my little wand and I'm going to, you know, 
help yeah. you feel feel this situation out and all that stuff so and also who doesn't need like a little bit of fucking positivity when everyone's <laughs> just being a little wild at times yeah yeah <laughs> to say the least <laughs> at 100 <laughs> because you and i go way back yes i remember your like your first time in drag Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was, I was like, are we allowed to talk about this? <laughs> we are. We are. Feel free to post. If you found any cursed images, feel free to post. There's actually a queen in San Francisco who loves to post like, or, or to dig up like old cursed images of, of me and rock. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. From like our early days. Yeah. Well, listen, I, there are plenty of pictures that you and I are tagged in. <laughs> yeah. If you go way, way, way back and like, you, you know, you see New York City nightlife as it was like six or seven years ago, we are in there and we're, you know, trying to find our way in the scene. Absolutely. You know, which is a very difficult scene to yeah, navigate. Yeah, I was going to say, that is a tough scene to navigate too. Everyone is just so, um, a Cookie cutter? <laughs> they're cunts. Yeah. Just say what it is. Yeah, say sure. What, they're cunts. Sure, yeah. they're cunts. Yeah. We'll, we'll What's mopping? That. Mopping is when you go into a store. And they tell you you don't do enough Broadway, so they don't let you in. <laughs> oh my goodness! So <laughs> but, uh, but you know, but we go we go so way back, and I you know I mean I've watched you grow into the artist that you are, and it, it's I mean it's magical honestly watching from the outside and seeing mm-hmm. you know because I know I I remember seeing you when you started when you know when we were yeah. going out to Look Queen. And- oh my God, Look Queen was the place to be. For people like us who were who were hungry for an opportunity for a stage, who were you know just wanting to like soak in even like all the expertise and the fierceness mm-hmm. of you know the stable of girls. <laughs> I yeah, say stable, and for those of us that were not your typical, that too, yes, yeah. it was a space to like do something different, and I am so thankful for that because they totally could have turned that into another. You know, you might have to redact this name, but another does does two hours of numbers you know but it, it, <laughs> you know the same like new york city numbers that you see all the time but it was like yes <laughs> i no, i like i love that little like air of like what what the fuck did she just say <laughs> we want to know yeah 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 but you know but, i mean thank goodness for for bob the drag queen for giving us a space like that for us to be able yeah, to come totally. up in in our drag yeah because there's a lot of diverse performers that have come through look queen and some great some not so great and uh grateful for that how dare you talk about me like that i I know i was like how dare you talk about (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that's so mean i'm being so shady today i don't know what's come over you are spicy today (laughs) (laughs) you know what you know what it is is that I felt like it was just hard for me to find my place sometimes yeah. in New York City drag. And I felt like, you know, sometimes, you know, that got you down. Like, I'm sure you know this feeling, Dottie, of like wanting to do something different. And and there's just not, there's such a, a monopoly on the people who like are top of their game in New York City. And like, they really take the lion's share of all these bookings. And so you're fighting for these like $10 tip spots. And the audiences, at least in Manhattan drag, they're so jaded. They yeah. just... You know, they're, they're very hard to please. And so, like, that was, as much as I, I you know, I'm shady now about it, um, it really was, like, the, the training 
that I need that that a that a young artist like that needs when there's not really like a formal way to study the craft. Absolutely. You kind of have to learn from what's around you and learn how to make every situation on stage work to your advantage. So like shout out to New York City for like teaching mm-hmm. me and and I'm sure you Dottie all of yeah. that stuff. I so. mean I think New York City in general is a very like you have to work hard, hustle hard, get knocked down five times before you could get up type of city to grow up in. Yeah. For sure. You know, but we I mean we did it. You did it. I was gonna you say. I was gonna say she did it. You're still working on it. <laughs> I'm gonna get there. But Dottie was a look queen winner and like what w- you know made it to the to the annual pageant. Yeah, and yeah. then I and then I was asked to be part of the cast before COVID shut us all down. Yeah. So. Oh, that's right. Yes, I was so happy Thank for you. you because that because that made a lot of sense to me. But it's like again, if you're not one of the same ten people, it's like hard for a bar to take a chance yeah. on you. Which is true. Yeah. Which it's very true. But I also will say Dottie, Dottie, you know, was a big, you know, figure in Westchester or it I yeah. mean still is, but like, you know, back when I was, you know, in the New York kind of era, you know, I used to go up there plenty yeah, of times. We used to we used to love to, to have you up here. Yeah. One hundred percent. So let's jump into some of these questions because I don't oh, want to yeah. take up like too much of your time. I know you want to like enjoy your day, but Oh, but this is I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying <laughs> but, it's just uh, so our first question we have for you is, why are you drawn to the spooky life? When did you realize that you were drawn to horror and the macabre? I've always traced it back to watching Psycho at like four years old. <laughs> it's 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 weird because like in 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 Latino cultures, it's not you let kids watch horror movies all the time, and like there's sort of like a desensitization to violence. Like it doesn't really shock or like it's not a red flag for Latino parents sometimes. So like, it's interesting with that in mind, like picturing myself four years old watching Psycho and like, you know, loving the, I don't know, the spook, you know, with horror, there's always been like a level of cheese that I've always, you know, loved. Even when I was, you know, in school for writing, I would always write these very cheesy horror scripts. And so I love that it's sort of a little bit of camp, a little bit of spook, you know? And knowing your mother, that says a lot <laughs> oh my God. to me. Yes. And it's funny because my mother has never been a Halloween fan or like into scary movies, but that was something with my my father and then later my stepfather that I was able to like really enjoy with them. So I have fond memories and those are like tied to family in a way, in a weird way as well. Yeah. Because I think, I think that it makes a lot of sense that you're drawn to horror because of those campy elements, those... I mean, I mean, psycho, especially over exaggerated, <laughs> over the top type of moments. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, for me also, like get, getting into Argento, like in high school years, um, oh. that was like, you know, the the brightness of the colors, the the sort of stylish nature, the sort of like weird fashion of the way that he made people die in these movies, like. That was really inspiring to me. Yeah, for me, Argento, the way he did everything was just so fucking beautiful. Like, it was like watching a cinematic work of art every single time you turned on an Argento movie, which is why I refuse to watch the Suspiria remake. I I, I will say, give it a a look. It's not trying to be the same film which I think is, is it works to its benefit. Mm-hmm. That, that being said, I greatly enjoyed it. There's a lot of really great allusions to the original story, but it's never quite like a remake like you think it is. So I would definitely, I, I highly recommend it. I, I, I did hear that one wasn't that bad. And I personally am known for being very anti-remake, but that is one that I have considered 
yeah yeah and i'm i'm usually not into the remakes either i will always go back to the original um you know it's it's to the you know over the course of like horror history with remakes they're usually the original is always better like texas chainsaw halloween well the halloween one was a little different so anyway i'm getting on on a tangent here but (laughs) well that's pretty much 90 percent of what we do all the time anyway so feel (laughs) free to tangent away and go off on tangents well well like they did a second they did a second black christmas remake and i felt like that was so unnecessary thank you it's like you already you already did it in 2005 with uh andrew martin you know returning like why do it again because they keep wanting to beat a dead horse and they have no original ideas to put out there, I feel like. So you know what I did? I just went on Shutter and watched the original one. <laughs> oh, there you go. I love I, that original. That's really what that made me want to do. It's so the, good. That's so the good. one like Christmas movie I watch every year. Every single it's year so without fail, I have to. Okay. Listen, you gotta have one thing. You need one Christmas tradition. My One of my Christmas traditions, I... Around Christmas, I love to watch old movies, so I end up falling back into like my Abbott and Costello. Kind of <gasps> and yes. Hold that ghost and Frank uh, Abbott and Costello meet uh, Frankenstein. Abbott and Costello meet the Wolfman, yeah. and the Mummy, things like that. Because there's something about Christmas that makes me just like well, long for that like black and white, like old. Well, because it's it's a very mm. like sentimental holiday for a lot of people, I think. So that brings back old like feelings of your. Your? <laughs> I'm, I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm out. Right. Erica, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you create concepts for your looks? Like your creative process. Yeah. yeah, usually it comes from a bunch of different inspirations that I'm sort of melding together. So like there's a dash of a little bit of cosplay, a little bit of J fashion, a little bit of horror, like it all kind of comes together into one thing. And so it's sort of like, what are the disparate elements that I'm sort of playing with? And then up until recently, I would do what would I call a written sketch? So that would be like a list of all the different elements that I wanted to incorporate, which would then kind of translate into a shopping list for all the materials that I would need and all that kind of stuff. Recently, I've actually started sketching, which has been amazing. My sister who I live with right now is, um, She's a visual artist and she's really helped me a lot, you know, with just different sketching techniques and work, helped me work on my sketches. So that's been really fun. So I really want to do that in the future, but that's, that's kind of the basic like beginning of it. So sketch it out and then yeah, just work from there. I mean, for me personally, your makeup concepts and like creations are out of this world. It's I like, oh, I look you. at your paint and I'm like, how did you come up with this whole creation to like, I know that you like sometimes paint your mouth like down to your neck. I'm like, I I'm here for all of this. It's so oh yeah, creative and talent. Like I I can't. The, poltergeist, the poltergeist look was. Did you fantastic. just say the poltergeist? The poltergeist. <laughs> poltergeist. Well, the poltergeist. poltergeist. Oh my god, that's Statler and Waldorf coming back from the afterlife. <laughs> the, pol- the poltergeist. <laughs> and but and then the my I, honestly I was. My jaw hit the floor when I saw the Japanese vampire in London. Yes. Thank that you look so much. Was everything. Thank you. I'm glad I'm glad you enjoyed it. No, it was it really was. I you you're able to create such beautiful concepts that are so unique to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because there especially in, in drag culture, there's so much repetition, so much of trying to emulate other people. And yeah. it's so refreshing to see you, you know, really pushing boundaries and creating your own concepts and just, and not trying to be anyone else, 
but really just doing what's in your head and making what's in your head a reality and it's beautiful oh thank you and you know that's always been like that's always been my my impulse it's just like stay with your creative impulses that's why i've never really had a drag mother or wanted that i always wanted to kind of like forge my own direction she did okay she did help me with my makeup once (laughs) and she did and she did and she did um she was my drag mother technically for a period but like it wasn't, it wasn't ultimately like something that I ended up pursuing. Yeah, you know, like for a minute I, you were, I've had a those moments. You were, uh, Erica Clash. <laughs> I know, yeah, <laughs> truly. What an, what? But a you name. know, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That's so weird. Uh, no, no. See, I didn't want any of that. Like, I've always, I've always been a self-reliant, like very independent person, and so like that was how I wanted it to be with my drag. It's been harder sometimes because you don't always have someone to like teach you certain tricks or skills or like you know all the time but you have to stay self-motivated and just stick with it and that that's not always been easy but it's in the long run been worth it like even on Dragula I was like I could try to be like everyone else who's on the show or I could dig my heels in and and stay with it mm-hmm. and obviously you know that that didn't allow me to like win <laughs> but it it exposed me to all these fans who saw me for who yes. I was. So, but I think it also it allowed it. you to make it as far as you did. Oh, for because sure. you—that's what I'm saying. Like, it would not have paid dividends, really. But I think I feel like the Boulets saw they say uh, they saw your process and they saw your creative mind and they saw that you were not trying to be anything other than who you are. And I think that's yeah. that's what carried you through for as long as as mm. you were on the show and and. And thank goodness because let me seriously, you, that, that first I was I will never forget sitting here watching that first extermination challenge, and I was oh. like, oh my god, <laughs> I was like, my, I was like my baby. A lot of people felt that way, including my mom. <laughs> my mom, my mom was very upset, you know, because I couldn't really tell her like exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. You know, it was funny because somebody was sharing like a, a memory from the the premiere of that first episode. It's like the day before it came out on youtube or whatever but everybody was like coming up to me after that because they didn't they showed the extermination but not who was eliminated everyone came up to me like oh my god how did you do that (laughs) you know it was really crazy but you know i was so i was so proud of you watching you really fight that fear sit there and say you know what i'm i want this so i'm gonna do it yeah it was it was really great (laughs) And, you know, I don't personally know you as Dottie does, but I was just like, I feel like she needs to stay here because you have a very, I don't want to say like, I guess kind of like underrepresented type of drag that I think that people needed to see. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think like I wanted to stake my claim as like (laughs) nerds are a part of this movement as well. How fucking Like we have been, we have been marginalized the house down. We have been you know, even on, on the playground as kids, like yeah. that, that being bullied for being gay also kind of gets folded into being bullied for being a nerd or being weird or, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it kind of compounds for us in a different way. Yeah. Well, you have, you have your, you have your nerds and then you have your gay nerds. <laughs> yeah, that's right. exactly. So your gay nerds are getting made fun of by the nerds who are getting made fun of by the everybody else. So yeah. It's... Yeah, yeah, the bra- yeah, the chads. So to oh, speak. by the chads, the chads, oh. the chads. Yeah, we don't like the chads. Mine was an Andrew. No. Ooh, no. Ooh, I know the like Andrew that. was not cute. Mine was a Christian. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Mm-mm. They sound like good old Italian, Italian American names. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, Anthony, 
And them. That's it. (laughs) So Erica, what is your favorite part of your creative process? Ooh, I think it's like getting in the makeup chair. You know, that's because I think of all the different, you know, media that you work with in drag, like whether it's the garment or the hair or the, it's always the makeup that I enjoy the most, you know, that feeling of like, you know, fully transforming your face Mm-hmm. It's so exciting to me. And especially the makeup I do is like, mm-hmm. it's more about like covering, it's like covering up my whole face and then kind of <laughs> starting it, building it back again. Yeah. Because <laughs> I have a whole different eye, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I think that's like the most exciting part. See, And then that's also the day when everything comes together too. And especially like for you, like I said before, it's like a whole you like you said you break everything down and you just create a whole new person in place of where you were it's it's fucking I love that type of transformation though and I've really leaned into that you know ever since Dragula like my character kind of you know exists in the digital realm but also like in the spirit realm or also in the you know, it's all, it all kind of melts together. She's the ghost that has each other. possessed your your Nintendo 64. <laughs> no, yeah, no, the N- yeah. I feel like the N64 is a little bit too modern. This was like a very <laughs> SNES type of ghost. Yeah. Well, you know, my favorite thing about the SNES, by the way, is that it is like, it has the four primary colors on it. Yeah. And that is like so consistent in a lot of their game design as well. It's really interesting when you look at like, Super Mario World and how like they lean into that color story so yes probably Super Nintendo <laughs> yeah no honestly that was my shit growing Super up Super Nintendo was also it was my it was the first gaming system that we owned and I rem- I will never mm. forget the Christmas where we opened it and we we hooked it right up to the TV and we started playing Super Mario mm-hmm. Brothers and like there was never a moment like that ever again in my life where the entire family was sitting around the TV playing Super Mario And you do not have a small family. (laughs) A giant Italian family. They were like, we we identify with this Mario man. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, he's a good old Italian American. We love him. Yeah, absolutely. Except my theory is that he's he's tripping on mushrooms. Oh, for sure. That's what's our brothers is i mean all right the fucking like growing and the flying like i'm sorry in super mario 3 when he got the raccoon yeah. tails i was like i'm done yeah. i'm Listen, done I yeah. super mario 3. those raccoon tails were oh cool. my god Why have one of my next cosplay Halloween? looks I, I was yeah one of my next looks is gonna be erica in a tanuki suit <gasps> please <laughs> i have to i have Would to do it please do i would love that i would oh. be very happy to see that right. i want to do crazy like Dragula horror looks but I also still want to do like classic Erica cosplay yeah. like really you know feminizing a classic character absolutely Love well, that. and it's been cool to kind of see Erica develop since Dragula because she I feel like she has gotten a little bit spookier but staying true to herself and it's it's fun but she's got a brand girl listen <laughs> she's got a brand that's what more it power is. I know that it is a brand but I try to I try to keep it back to the creative yeah. impulses like these are these are the this is the the sort of the realm that she exists in going th- more into that since you know obviously we've been talking about dragula a bit you have become a fan favorite on dragula and now with being a netflix horror maven that you never <laughs> anticipated <laughs> and more and more people yeah have i did exposed to you how has dragula changed your life 
Well, I think the, the most important part for me was getting to travel. Mm. Um, I've been all over the country. I just got to go to the UK. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really what I wanted to do um, is just do more of what I was doing and, and to have the opportunity to get to, you know, headline shows and bring and, and be a part of the, you know, the community. Because every time I travel for these these shows, they're more often than not shows organized by the community. Like, you know, you have drag artist who's also the show director and also the stage manager and also the you know so it's been really interesting getting to see how these artists all over the country work get to dip into their alternative you know drag scene there and you know make a little coin and perform there you go you know that's been that's been awesome that's been the best part you know and then the other really good part is having people reach out and say you know you really are awesome and you helped me like get through a certain challenge in my life because you're, you know, motivating. Like, that's so cool. Literally, I was out at Birds All the other day and I was talking to this girl and we started talking about drag and Dracula and she started talking about how much she loved Erica Clash. And I was like, well, <laughs> funny story. <laughs> I know Erica Clash. And so we, I took a video of me and this girl and I was just like, Erica, I, I will send this to Erica. And she was like, no, you're not. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to send it to her. Oh, that's so and cute. I sent it to oh, Erica. yeah. But also, by the way, how dare you go out without me ever? <laughs> well, you were there and then you left. Oh, okay. You were with Julia and I was left by myself. So I had to talk to strangers. Thanks. Sorry. Great. And then that guy wouldn't leave me alone. Oh, I'm going to have to bleep out his name. But he yeah. would. Oh, no. Anyway, <laughs> we got into this like long conversation about horror movies because he started saying some things that I was like, sir, you're wrong. <laughs> So let me, let me have a conversation with you about why you're incorrect. And then he would not leave me alone. And then I was like, yeah, he was like, I bought you a drink. You need to drink it. And I was like, I don't, I don't want to, I, I just want to leave. I want to go home. <laughs> and he would not let me go. And I was like, but, I, but I got to leave. Like I paid my tax. I'm leaving. He's like, no, you need to drink it. And I was like, can I get it? And it's like to go cup. I got to yeah. stay here. Yeah. Ooh, super fun. But no, but yeah. that, but it was, it still like blows my mind. Like people are just like, Oh my God, Erica Clash! Like, and it's because to me, you are, you know, you're Erica Clash, who like we we know each other from the New York City drag scene, and like, so it's like, it's still so wild to me. I mean, the time that we saw each other at DragCon, and like we were took, we couldn't take more than a couple steps without people stopping and be like, Erica, please take a picture of me. And it was amazing. Yeah. But also, you're like, can I just yeah. talk to my friends? Like, <laughs> I haven't seen her in so long. Well. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing about meeting me though, like in meet and greets. And this is why I vibe so well with rock, especially having done the UK tour, we were doing the meet and greets. We work so well together because we're very conversational. We don't, Mm -hmm. we don't have grandiosity about ourselves. And so I always like, I sometimes have to talk people down. Like they'll get really (laughs) anxious. They'll get really anxious to meet us. So I'm like coaching them through meeting me, you know, but that's, yeah. that's to me, part of the work is like, is I touch the children, like Kenny Davenport <laughs> says. Well, that, but, that, but what she means by that is like to really, really connect on a genuine yeah. level, Yeah, you know? And if you're, you know, for me, the grandiosity is all to be had on the stage. But when you meet me, I'm in my costume. Yes. And maybe I'm going to be in camera for the photo, but like, I want to really genuinely interact with you and that, that to me is just talking like you would talk to anybody else. So. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And, and rock is very, very similar. Cause I've, I met rock through you. At yeah. Dragon that same day. Well. And I, and I adore her. We, we spent a lovely yeah. day together where I got to know her and um, I loved everything about her. And 
Oh, you got to know her. (laughs) (laughs) Not like that. I tried. Okay. I was like, I was like, wait, I didn't hear this part. And then you're like, like, I tried. I was like, I feel like she was into you. Or was I picking up that you were into her? I can't quite remember. Listen, I don't know. But I was like, I thought she was into me too. And I was like, um, hello. Like, you want to come back to my Airbnb? (laughs) Um, Yeah. That would but be great. I, that would be great. Listen, you know? I tried. I did. Listen, G- gives me the night off. Gives me the night <laughs> off. Maybe I can get a little something. Was Listen. what I was thinking. Of. And also, uh, who's to say it won't happen in the future? Listen, I'm traveling with a bottle of poppers everywhere I go from now on. This is- <laughs> if we are ever this- traveling again, which I did want to circle back. So you got back from the UK. I feel like yes. it maybe not have been too long ago. How was that traveling in COVID? It was about a month. Almost a month ago now, because I think it was October 5th that I got back. So um, it was really good. You know, it felt so good to be on stage again. Like that was the the obvious highlight. The other highlight would be getting to spend so much time at Rock. You know, getting to know Jimbo was awesome. Um, we had a lot of good times. Uh, so and, you know, it was, a, it was a little scary, I will say, because of mm-hmm. the COVID piece. You know, uh, I feel like we were one of the first I don't think we were the first show back because I think they had been doing a few things with some folks in the UK, but I feel like we were the one of the first people to come in from the U S yeah. and do the whole quarantine and everything. Now I think crystal meth is doing shows over there. Oh, um, so it kind of felt, it kind of felt like we were piloting out even the kind of the safety measures and just sort of eat with each venue, you know, working with them as well. Um, as I'm sure, you know, Dottie, like every dressing room is different. Every venue is mm-hmm. different. So learning how to navigate those things with the venue staff and you know with the tour organizers was a process of just you know saying hey like this or that might work better just for safety and you know because we were actually kind of running we were kind of storm chasing running from the storm because they were like local lockdowns happening in different Mm -hmm. parts of england well and then you know unfortunately some of our dates got canceled um but but we are going to make make up for that because oh, I am coming back. I'm going back next year for Drag Fest UK. Um, oh my God. So I, I think saw gonna... that flyer. I think it looks insane. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be, it's, it's stacked with talent. Yeah. And I'm really excited for that, you know, um, and we're going to make up for lost time as best we can. So we're going to make, you know, have a list of all those dates that we missed and we're going to try to hit those cities again. And, you know, We'll see where we are next year with, yeah. with COVID. But, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, luckily no one, no one got sick. You know, we all had a safe four. So like we pulled it off, but it was a little spooky at times. <laughs> yeah. No, because I remember like seeing that and I was like, oh my goodness, that's going to be wild for everyone involved. Like traveling over there, quarantining, quarantine when you get back. And then I think one yeah. down again now, right? I think they are reintroducing restrictions and it's happening kind of all across Europe. <clears throat> you know, the U S is doing very poorly. We won't shut down in most places. I don't, I don't think, but, um, or, yeah. you know, a lot of those more conservative place parts of the U S won't shut down. Yeah. Um, unless unfortunately like are in, you know, crisis, but you yeah. know, um, it was, it was crazy. Like having, going from being in your apartment to across the world where people are kind of breathing near you, not, you know, That's the whole so six though. feet, like, you know, people are drunk. They want to get close to you, even though they're not supposed to. All those, yeah. all those little things were, were a process to navigate, yeah. but luckily we all came back safe and, you know, yeah. yeah and now nice. I know what that goes into. Like, I feel a lot more comfortable going somewhere else and traveling 
and you know working into like just folding in those precautions into whatever shows we do so yeah i mean you guys really did like pilot out the this is how it's gonna happen if these people are gonna be traveling yeah and fuck yeah more power to you. I would probably have 9 million mental breakdowns. I would be an anxious mess the whole time. I'd be like, yeah. oh, wait, my throat itches a little bit. I might be dying. Well, that's the thing. It's like at any moment, at any moment, somebody could get sick and then it's game over for the tour. You know, then what? You're stuck in London for at least another two weeks or in the UK for at least another two weeks. Yeah. You know, that's if that's if you didn't catch it yourself. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're all, it's such a close bubble that one of us has it a lot of you know how do you go to london and not suck british dick like that's the real question that right? was so hard that was <laughs> like, so hard and they're usually all uncut and shit I and know. like <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> truly upset truly upset for european boys so oh my god yes yes there were some beautiful irish irish oh. men that had reached out to me but Oh, I'm you know, so it's, sorry. It's like, yeah, you know, it's, but my safety is their safety. So mm-hmm. yeah. there was a sense had of to responsibility. <laughs> I would, like, could, yeah. wouldn't even be able to have it on my phone if I went. I'd be like, no. Well, because I, I would be, I would be so tempted to open it and be like, <sighs> well, I'm very proud of you for making the proper decision for not only yourself, but other people and resisting the very tempting urge of Irishmen. Bless your heart. I don't know if next I could time. do that strong. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. There you go. You know? And do you, I mean, I know that you every year you are, you've always been a big supporter and, and, and you perform at the Austin International Drag Fest. Mm. So um, do, are there any plans for that going forward or is it still, you know, kind of up in the air? Yeah, they're switching to online this year. Okay. Um, they haven't asked me to do anything for them and I'm kind of taking a break from digital drag at the moment. That's so, um, So maybe I won't be involved this year, but, you know, if they ever needed me for anything, like I'm one of those people that, you know, I love them. I've gotten to know all the people involved, you know, from the very, the, the original president of the foundation and of the festival um, to now the board that's kind of done it on a sort of collective basis. Um, so it's great. I, I, I can't say enough good things about it. You know, it's yeah. like, you look, it's such a different thing from DragCon also. Like they're not trying to be the same thing. Like yeah. DragCon is one big giant drag race meet and greet. Austin Drag Fest is a celebration of all forms of drag drag from all over the, literally all over the world because we've had people from china israel europe you know all over come to perform so yeah it I've really is something to go to that special. it's it looks- and the, the best thing apart about it is that it's in it's in a hotel so you know you, you book the hotel yeah like everything's <laughs> there and then and then at night you go to <laughs> red river where all the clubs are, or you go around, you know, sort of the, the nightlife district in, in Austin. And that's where all the nightlife showcases are. So there's a good mix of like family friendly versus adult programming. There's meet and greets, there's merch, there's all kinds of stuff to do just even during the day at the festival. So, and like literally nonstop performances, like you see performances like constantly, like all day, all night, you know, I know that's why I've always wanted to go and like one of my favorite artists um not a drag performer but Mr. Kitty who's very popular down in Austin love love their music and so like insane like chaotic energy while performing I'm like I want to go see that down in Austin where they're from I'm like I just want to see that so badly (laughs) 
Yeah. Well, and I could totally see them being an artist at Austin Drag Fest because they've booked people like Christine, Lady Beard. I, I got. To, <laughs> I I think the second or third year at Austin Drag Fest, I got to open for Lady Beard, which for me was like so major. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I think like they have such a wide range of of artists that that they include under that tent. You know. Yeah. I, I do. Th- I think Mr. Kitty might have done it before. I'm not. I would have to look that yeah. up. But I've always wanted to go yeah. because also Austin is like a very arty, yeah. like inclusive type of city. The only place in yeah. Texas like that, from what I understand. You know, but like yeah. Christine, like when it comes to like filth, yeah, Christine embodies that filth is in such a yeah. gorgeous <laughs> performative way. I I will never forget yeah. meeting Christine in Brooklyn and. I was, I was, I was starstruck. And like, th- there have been few performers who have made, honestly made me starstruck. One of them, Coco Peru. Fair. <gasps> but like Christy, I was like, because I was living in Brooklyn at the time, went into this and that, my the bar that was literally around the corner from my apartment. <gasps> TNT, oh my TNT God, which so is now much. closed. Missed TNT so much. And then walked in and she was just standing by the bar. And I was like, <laughs> you're like hold on i wasn't oh prepared <laughs> it was amazing but I, yeah you know i mean listen filth there's filth is one of my favorite things so she is definitely a patron saint of filth oh you know right up there with with the with the filthiest of them oh yeah i love it so erica the next question we have for you is what are your top three favorite horror films? And we know that that's a really difficult question. So if you can't give us three, if you could do five. Okay. It doesn't have to be in any particular order. You don't have to rank them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, luckily I actually looked at the questions. This is why I sent them to you. <laughs> yes, I was prepared. Um, and I chose Halloween just because that's one of those movies that I always go back to. This ho- every Halloween season I have to pop it in the DVD player. Oh, yeah, and I, sure. I have the old, like, from 2003, the 25th anniversary edition. Oh, I, I have that one at home, too. So, uh, Halloween, Suspiria, and The Blair Witch. The Blair Witch Project was the, f- the first and only movie where I ever really, like, hyperventilated. You know, like, <laughs> I was like, <sighs> like, I was breathing so heavily by the end because it was so... I was just so immersed mm-hmm. uh, in the story. And I think I was like 12 or 13 when I saw that. Yeah. It was terrifying. And I love the whole, I love all the mythology and the, and the mystery in, uh, of the film as well. When I, I 100% agree with you. Blair Witch is in my top five. I yeah. love the Blair Witch Project. And there's a lot of people, it's a very, like, it's a very difficult one because there's a lot of people who really love it and there's a lot of people who can't stand it. Well, I think for people around mm-hmm. our age group, it was very popular and influential when we were young At the and fashionable adults. Yeah. Like, I mean, it completely, yeah. it, it completely revolutionized the horror genre. Oh, for sure. I mean, I, I mean, after- There was a after, whole found footage. Yes. Yeah. Found footage became a huge hit yeah. after Blair Witch. And, but and no one did it quite as well. No one did it quite as well. But I mean, the main reason that Blair Witch was such an incredible film was not only, I mean, I'm not going to say it was the first of its kind because it wasn't, but it was the the first that was, you know, with wide release, the first that was really became a household name. I mean, you, you say the Blair Witch Project, everyone knows who you're oh, talking yeah. about. But on top of that, they did so much marketing 
for this yeah. movie in such a way that they really kept the the mystery and yeah. and the the suspense because they created a faux like a a, a mockumentary yeah. doc like faux documentary about the Blair Witch and released it on cable before the movie yeah. was released so that people would think that the Blair Witch was real. How do you remember real. all of this? Because I, I know, I, I love the Blair Witch, I'm telling you. I'm they, like, I'm sitting here, I'm like, I don't... The website was one of the first websites of the its website, kind. The website, Where it was, because I mean, this was in like the dawn of the World Wide Web, as we used to call yeah. it. Yeah. And yeah. like the website was like really immersive and like it really was about like, have you seen these individuals? They disappeared while filming this documentary in the woods. They, you know... They actually they made the actors sign a contract that said they would not be seen in public for however many months yeah. after the film was released. And yeah, yeah. They really made it feel like this was. They put a true. lot of fucking work into that. And I even remember yeah. when I was younger, people were like, is this real or no? And I was like, nah, it can't be. But like, but they did know. work. Yeah, they did work. And that was the thing is it was it was fully immersive because you really didn't know if it was real or not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they borrow a little bit of, um, what is it? Uh, Cannibal Holocaust, that, uh-huh. that Italian film that everybody thought was a snuff film because it was so realistic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? It borrows from that. And then I think Paranormal Activity, one thing that's really interesting between those two films, another found footage, by the way, is that they really are a study of those characters and how they buckle under the pressure of their situation. Mm. And that's, what's really gripping for me about the film is the way that the witch toys with them and plays tricks on them. You know, the way that, that the situations that they put that, that she puts them in, how that exacerbates kind of the tensions that are kind of under the surface. Right. So it's like really meaty drama on top of it all uh, on top of the, the, the mystery and the spectacle of that. So that that's why it's also an amazing film i think yeah no i definitely i do remember like seeing it when i was younger and being like was this real i don't know like because at first i was like no it can't be real like they wouldn't do that and then i was young i was impressionable and i was like maybe yeah i don't know i feel like i was in like junior high school or something <laughs> yeah yeah but, no i, yeah, I we were around that 100 percent there with you and and i mean and halloween i mean halloween is it's it's iconic it will always be truly truly it is when it comes to a slasher stalker film halloween really is the epitome yeah it's that film that everybody kind of goes back to when they're when they're looking for inspiration when they're looking for i mean and the horror of it for me is you don't know why yeah you don't know why and and like i mean as much as i enjoy halloween too like I didn't need to know yeah. why yeah. Michael Myers was stalking babysitters. Like that's not the point of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's it's on it's on the record that John Carpenter did not was not a fan of that that choice, even though he wrote it himself. Um, and I really like that this new Halloween continuity is has circumvented all of that. Yes. It's really started from the original film and is carrying forward the sort of stylistic elements. And, and the randomness, you know, of it all. Yeah. Um, you kind of don't, you kind of don't need to know much more than what you know yes. in the first film. Which is why and, I, and I even love. Zombie. I was like, 
Oh, yeah. Meh, no, no. And I and I love the idea that there's still an axe to grind. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it's not it's not familial anymore. It's 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 an I have to get her. You know, at She's all the costs. She's the one that got away. Even yeah. if I have to wait. Yeah. Yeah. Even if I have to wait forty years, I'm gonna get it done. <laughs> Listen, that is dedication. I mean, that's like, like that's yeah, like going after that Irish Patience. dick. Like, even if I have to wait forty years, I'm gonna get that Irish dick. <laughs> Silver Shamrock. <laughs> and done. <laughs> and that's the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> but, and scene. But, and then obviously Suspiria is... Honestly, that's in my top five. It is. Yeah. It is so it is haunting. So, it's, and it's so fucking beautiful. It is so beautiful like i cannot get over that movie the first time i saw it i was completely blown away it makes your skin crawl yeah it was just it was creepy it was creepy yeah it's the music Uh, i mean i i've done such a deep dive over the years into argento like the way that the music was played on set to get everybody in the mood i mean that's something that i like for all these photo shoots that I've done recently, I I was determined to have that soundtrack playing, that little playlist playing while okay. I was, you know, because he really gets into the the process of the art and like really just lives it and like is in there. Dario Argento was so dedicated to his craft and like it shows. Everything is so like choreographed and, uh, but at the same time, it's like this dreamlike quality and it sort of just floats and the way that everybody talks is so like it's so dubbed that it's sort of weird it's like you're tripping out yeah you know that's that's really what i love about it and and so i always go for that sort of over the top like color no yeah my the, drag. the vivid imagery in that movie i just remember again like i and you know i i think of suspiria and i just picture that vivid red that was mm-hmm. just like so used throughout it yeah yeah there was not a single like bit of lighting that wasn't either dressed beautifully in shadow or with this bright red lamp. Yeah. Like, like there must have been a huge ass l- lamps everywhere. <laughs> you know that like I think about what goes into because being even on like Dragula or doing doing makeup or whatever, you get to kind of you start to think about how it goes behind the curtain on like the set of a horror movie, right? Like what what people have to go through. The amount of like work that just went into lighting. I mean his cinematographer worked on him for that film and for Tenebrae as well. Mm. And both very different films in terms of lighting, but 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 so beautiful and so like everything was thought through within an inch of its life. I mean I, I love Argento. Argento oh, yeah. is definitely one of my favorites. That that like oh I just oh my God. Everything is like so meticulously thought out and planned and every single thing is done with reason and so much like thought and intention behind it. It says a lot about who we are as people because it's like yes it's like i love argento i love the meticulous way that everything is done but then it's also like i love the scrotum where literally (laughs) it's like did did we know film this in 24 hours you love the scrotum (laughs) but it's like you know you love your slime shit it's like oh yeah you know it's like that and i think that's the beauty the beauty of being a horror fan is that you can love Argento and you can still love, you know, 
the slumber party massacre like you can still love those b horror movies and find the joy and and the the beauty fun in it. all of it you know and yeah. it's like yeah it's like because there's so many gatekeepers and so much of the things that we enjoy you know even in even in drag there's some there are gatekeepers who are like no yeah. this is how you have to do drag if you don't do it this way yeah then it's not real it doesn't count it's not valid and fuck that. And like on the overall, the overall continuum of like art forms, you know, like there are certainly art forms that are way more gatekeepy, but like you still see it so much reinforced, not just in the the industry or in the sort of the formality, but also just it's folded into the culture. The way that, you know, bookings are done, it's all very informal. You then start to book people that you're just friends with or who your drag daughter or who do the kind of drag that you do. And so you kind of stay in that echo chamber. Um, so yeah, it's it's like difficult because it's a little bit it's a little bit ingrained in in our culture. I think mm-hmm. absolutely. Even the fact that we are always competing, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Dragula, Drag Race. You know, before that, it was it was pageantry. You know, it's all about comparing ourselves to each other. So it's it's going to lend itself kind of to that. Absolutely. So the next question we have for you is who are your favorite horror hotties? <gasps> horror hotties? <laughs> She's like, hold on. Hold on a second. She's like, does that well, Irish guy who I missed out on count? <laughs> um, I mean, Anthony Perkins in Psycho. Okay. So cute. I thought he was so cute. I'll agree. I'll agree to that. I'll, I'll, Anthony yeah. Perkins. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. 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 Let me think who else. Um, ooh, the astronaut in uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey, who was also, I think, the boyfriend in Black Christmas. Was he? <laughs> I think so. We may have to look that up. I was going to say, I can't, I'm going to have to Google. I I'm going to have to Google. I'm opening the next bottle of Prosecco. Listen, we are quarantining on a Monday. There ain't shit to do, but drink Prosecco. You know, I was going to say definitely very lucky to have, uh, you know, we have our own little circle here in Westchester and we all are discussing human beings together and just drink at 1 p.m. But I need I, we, I'm dying to know who your third person is. <laughs> oh, I have to pick three. OK, um, let's see now. There's got to be there's got to be someone that's just so obvious. I'm just missing it. Um, oh, you know who I found really hot? Kevin Bacon in the original Friday the 13th. Yes! That's, <laughs> and the way that he... That's, that's, you see that's him, one of Dottie's too. You fully see him in his skivvies. I know that a lot of people don't find Kevin Bacon, like, he's not like a heartthrob to many people, I don't I think. I think he's pretty hot. I think he's hot, and in that movie, he looked great. Right. And, and he was the, and he was the original died after having sex yeah. person. Like uh, Kevin on Bacon and that blue and yellow speedo, <laughs> yes, forever. Like forever. at the lake, at the lake. Oh, so good, so good. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm drowning. Please come save me. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh my god, oh, my internet is being. Dumb. Oh, listen, I'm gonna look it up later. The only, the only degree of separation I want from Kevin Bacon is literally the skin of my buttle. Can I tell it. you? I, <laughs> I, yeah. I actually only have yeah. two. So that means I only have three? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I had two degrees because Kevin Bacon's son was in a lot of New York City punk bands growing up. And I was very into the New York City punk scene. So I knew him when I was younger. 
Oh, wow. And I actually okay. saw Kevin Bacon at one of his shows once. So then, so I'm only three degrees of separation from Kevin Bacon. That's right. Oh my God. We, we are. Yeah, we are. there you go. There we go. Well, congratulations, Erica. You are now three <laughs> degrees of separation from Kevin Bacon. How I'm, does it feel? I'm so glad that I did this podcast. We, we, uh, right? Now, now you're three degrees. That's it. Um, and he's he's in some very weird band right now he's like very gothy i'm gonna have to look it up and send it to everyone after for sure because yes please please because i also want to see what kevin bacon's son looks like (laughs) not and i want to know if he's single i don't i don't know if you uh, is he single and is he open to open relationships with irishmen because that's that's the real question (laughs) oh well the irishman can wait if kevin bacon's son is 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 lying about the Irish thing is a whole year away. True, correct. We have a to few wait. months. Yeah, a few months. So there's one question that we ask all of our guests that I did not include in our list because it's always a secret. Okay. It's the big one. All right. Very okay. important. The, the most important question we're gonna ask you. So okay. are you a witch person, a ghost person? vampire person werewolf person zombie zombie person what is it which of these horror creatures speaks to you the most who do you vibe with zombie it has to be zombie because um stop you know night of the living dead demons you know Mm -hmm. those are like such demons is technically not a zombie movie but similar kind of idea it's a similar vibe Um, it's a similar vibe it's a similar vibe it's a similar vibe but what I love about zombies is that, you know, the like the original Night of the Living Dead, um, it was meant to be sort of a, a symbol for like cultural rebirth. Um, and so I've always loved that. I mean, I'll obviously also like the, the you know, rotting flesh and the worms and the, <laughs> the ghoulishness, right? Yeah. Um, I also being a lover of like sort of kind of graphic makeup styles and pop art styles, the pop art zombie is very influential in my makeup. You can see that a lot. Um, and that sort of graphic nature of the pop art zombie has carried forward a lot. So that for me is what I love. And I also, you know, leaning into the fact that I'm dead on Dragula. <laughs> well, you know, a, a, di- a different layer of rotted skin. Right. And what an, what an iconic death scene you had. <laughs> yeah, right. That People still like go back to that one. That they voodoo really do. doll death scene was everything i know i was just like well if she's gonna go i'm okay with this (laughs) (laughs) that's i think like people on our from our season they go to mine and disasteriness for like their favorite yeah (laughs) i love disasteriness is so good like the fact that they they all they they put four hands on the door (laughs) it's like (laughs) it's like those little details that just make it you know, that just make it Dragula for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that was a really fun day to shoot that because, you know, they said, Erica, like, we know that you're a really physical performer and we want you to get in there. Like, how much can you contort yourself? How much can you do this? I was like, I got this, honey. <laughs> I, I, I did yoga for two years in high school, all throughout college. I got this, you know, and it was really fun to kind of just have like a, a, a chance to collaborate with the Boulets and with the team. Yeah. Like on a non-pressurized basis. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I love that you said doing yoga in high school because I, I vaguely remember taking my yoga class in high school and I would just fall asleep and snore for like half an hour. <laughs> and Erica was, well, yeah, there'd always Erica be those girls that were like, dead. yeah, there were always those girls in my class that were like, can we do deep breathing for 20 minutes, please? <laughs> that was me. Although I didn't really say anything. Yeah. I just like was in the back and I would just <laughs> fall asleep. Yoga in high school is basically just like the gym elective for gay people. Yes. Is what I think. Yeah. I mean, I think I ended up doing that because every other gym thing was like fucking wild. And my high school got shut down because it was so bad. See, in in the Bronx, (laughs) it wasn't my high school, but the high school that my friends went to, one of their, one of their gym electives was roller skating and i was i would have i was like well i know because you love roller derby crazy (laughs) but um but we're really happy that you said zombie and you didn't say werewolf not that i thought you were going to be a werewolf person but like really happy you didn't say werewolf because we and our listeners know we think werewolf people are a little weird okay like so recently I was on Facebook and I came across this person. I don't remember the person's name, but not that I would say it anyway, because I'd be rude, but they were. Oh, you could say it. We no. could just learn it, like bleep <laughs> it out. Cause they, I want to know. They, but they were like doing this like werewolf burlesque. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. I'm a little upset. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, it was just very strange. And because I mean, how many people turn around and they're like, my favorite movie is American Werewolf in London. Ooh, another horror hottie, actually. Wait a <laughs> you know what? You're right. You're right. You're not wrong about that. You know? But. You get some... to see him naked. But there's something about werewolf. I don't know what it is. Like, I like the idea of a wolfman character, but I. I like the idea of a hairy man. That's where it ends. Maybe that's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, for some reason, my youngest memory of a werewolf character is Oz and Buffy. And I thought Seth Green was so cute. Well, I mean, Seth Green was adorable. So, like, that's... Mm, yeah. Yeah. But, like, I mean, it's very puppy play. It's very... I don't get it. I, <laughs> I'm not... I don't have an issue with puppy play. Yeah. Just, it, it, yeah. It's not my Doesn't thing. Doesn't do it for you. You know? Yeah. It's not your it's, Well, listen. Yeah. It's not for everybody. Um, you know... People be getting so fetishy these days. <laughs> People getting so fetishy. No, honestly, it's no. But really, true. you see a lot of you see a lot of like fetish positivity. I, I mean, I'm I'm like no, sex I positive. I, you know, I I can always say something's not for me, but you know, support the support the kink as well. Yeah. No, I think that like a lot of like this day and age, it's become very like kink friendly and kink positive, which is lovely. Yeah, yeah. And like to each their own. And I say this many times, I've said it many times on the podcast. The only thing I don't quite understand is like furries. <laughs> also very Sometimes well-made. I feel, yeah, sometimes I look, I mean, I have like a little fur mask that I've made, or I like to do little things like that. Like the, my, my ghost town look from season two was kind of furry-ish to some people. I, I could I could see that a little bit, but it's you know it's it's just like the full like. I mean, with all that monster monster hair on your face, I'm not getting anything. I'm not getting anything done sexually <laughs> with that all that on. It's just it's it's the it's the whole like cute animal suit, and then um they're like fucking. I'm like I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. I, this yeah, is like yeah. it's too close to bestiality for me. Shout, shout out to The Shining, though, for their furry representation. 
True. Listen. True. <laughs> you ain't wrong. Listen. The thing for me is like, okay, yeah, sure. Like you're wearing animal suits and having sex. I sweat enough as it is. <laughs> if right. you're going to put me in one of those animal suits, like you need, it needs a built-in air conditioner because girl, like that is. Right. Yeah. Only in the fall winter months. Yeah, only in the fall, winter. Well, some people, listen, some people might like your musk. That's the thing. That's the thing. There, that is that is, that is, is big for the kids. Want to sniff my first? I mean, it makes sense. We're, a, we're animal creatures. Like, we, oh, want, there... we want those, you know, those scents are meant to excite. Yeah, I think there is a level of, like, natural pheromones that draws us to other people. Because there are some people who I have hooked up with in the past and i'm like i don't know what did it for me but something did sometimes i get a whiff yeah it's the chemistry it's chemistry (laughs) but like it's it's a it's an expression but it really is like their the the chemicals and their sweat react with you and you're like (gasps) you know i love me some scotty rocks and scotty rock oh my god he his armpits were ripe and there was it was like i loved it and see, I've caught a whiff of your armpits before and don't love it so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes I smell my own armpits and I'm like, that, that's not bad. <laughs> so. Right, but, absolutely. Well, well Tara, Tara and I had a long conversation about that one day. We I'm like, like, now I'm like talking like, about Do you ever get like a sniff of your own armpit real quick? Like <laughs> you move your arm you're like, whoa, that's kind of hot. <laughs> you're like doing, you're like doing the like wind the clock move and you're like, oh. <laughs> That that's Dottie's one move. That's the only move. <laughs> oh no, the wind the clock and and, that, and then the donkey kick. So she just did a, a a gig the other night on Halloween, and her one I saw the one move come out, and it was ah 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 ah. I was like, oh, there she goes. That's there it. she goes with her one move. That's all I got. Yeah. A little a little two so step funny. and a wind the clock. Yeah. A little two step, wind the clock, a little like walk around the crowd oh no you also you yes know, okay. walk around the crowd this. <laughs> but. that was one thing that was weird in the uk like not being able to mix with the crowd yeah yeah that was hard it well because i feel like as i could only imagine as a performer like half of what you get is from the crowd like from that energy yeah. that they're giving to you yeah so them not being able to to, to cheer the only thing clap you know you have people like clap to the beat of the song which was good yeah but it felt like they were following the song and not really reacting to the performer so it was like mm-hmm. kind of it got in my head a little bit and it was just like yeah. oh. and then especially if the stage is really small it's harder to work the same 10 feet you know for yeah. like very yeah long. it's like you want to it's like you want to have that strut down the runway moment but you can't always so you can't like everybody just take like six feet that way so i can just like do real quick for my yeah everybody I mean, just like, hold your breath our our local our local establishment has like a very large outdoor beer garden area so we were lucky in that there was a space to properly social distance but you, you could tell yeah. everyone still wanted to get all up in each other i was performing yeah the dirt my heels correct were yeah i was gonna say the, the fucking gravel sinking into the ground and there was fire I'm everywhere like, yeah. because it was because it was cold. They had all of like the heaters on and they had like fire pits. And I was like, I'm going to literally go up in flames. Yeah. So I was sitting here and I was like, I'm oh like, my God, damn. I'm going to have to run. And pat. like, I never put my heels on that night. Cause I was like, if you catch on fire, I'm going to have to run and like throw you into the dirt and pat you down. Well, I know how to stop, drop and roll. girl. 
I know, but you had a cute wig on. It's like you have a caterer like changing out the sternos <laughs> and it get, gets caught in your hair and your whole hair is on fire. Speaking of wigs, like, I no. were you there the night that uh, Madame Vivian V was fire spinning at the monster and she accidentally set her wig on fire? No, I was oh not. My God. But I feel like I remember. She was fire spinning. It, it hit her head. Her wig went up in flames, and I like went to go snatch it off her head, and she like patted it out, and like kept going, and like I love stop. that. And all, and now I'm sitting there, and I'm like dying inside because all I all I can think is she had told me that Elemental P loaned her that wig. <gasps> oh no! 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 <laughs> she set it on fire. At that point, you just gotta you just gotta break it. You buy it, you know. Yeah, no, very, very that. You know, it's like, bitch. Literally. I have set my personal hair on fire back when I was a cigarette smoker, and you could smoke in New York clubs. I went to go. I didn't have a lighter. I had a match, and this is before I found out how to style my hair, so I had a lot of hairspray in it. And I like no. lit my cigarette, and the match kind of fell, and then all of a sudden, my hair burst, like, and it took off probably that much. And I was in this club waiting for this shitty band to go on. And her, oh and she no, burnt hair. I smell like burnt hair. And I was in fucking Long Island. She smelled like burnt hair and cigarettes. <laughs> in Long Island. <laughs> in Long Island, that was well, my I mean, mo. If you're going to smell like burnt well, hair and cigarettes, you, in Long Island. exactly. <laughs> I'm so glad that you're in a better place now. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, there was this. It was a called fashion core band. 18 visions were going on and they were all about like hair and style. And I was like, well, I just set mine on fire. So fuck with me. Oh Lord. (laughs) (laughs) So we want to know Erica being as you're dead, are you a believer or a skeptic? Mm, This is such a good question because I feel like there are so many people who are either like fully want, like extremely one or the other. There are two people in my life that I'm thinking of. One is very data-based, fact-based, evidence-based. The other one is like a spiritual healer practitioner. So like very opposite ends of the spectrum. And I would say that I always like to kind of take on both at the same time. So knowing like what's possible, knowing that, you know, scientific fact is, you know, a man-made thing, right? It's like, you can't accept something as a universal truth. I know, I know that there are things that we don't fully understand about our universe, our world, mm-hmm. whatever. So there are things that can't be explained. There are possible explanations, but if you can't prove or disprove, right? How can you? So I guess I try to, I try to hold both at the same time, if that makes sense. That that makes a lot of sense because I tend, I personally tend to fear towards more of a skeptic, but I think that I am very open to. Yeah, yeah. The world can hold. And I just, I need to, I don't need proof like scientific facts, but I just need to see it with my own eyes. Right. And I also think that like, you can say to yourself, okay, I don't, I don't have, I don't know for sure, but this is what I believe. Right. But like, I know that my beliefs can, they haven't been proven or disproven yet. Right. Yeah. So sort of like, I try to stay grounded in the logic and arrive at some conclusion that works for me and then just say, but I don't know for sure. That That's actually very how I handle like every situation. That's literally. Yeah. I kind of avoid saying this is what this is. 
right? Because you don't know. Yeah, like, I I have no fucking idea what can or can't be. I am open to everything, and I like to consider myself very open to anything and everything that could potentially happen. But I, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting because I think that's a very Irish approach Mm. to things because, like, for me... it just keeps it coming back to, Irish. back to the Irish. But no, but um, but I think that that's like I I feel like Irish people are very that way. Whereas like Italian people, it's like before you even see the ghost, they're like, "There's a ghost," and this is how. <laughs> like they're very very yeah. superstitious and very you know. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah. I have my superstitions. Don't get me wrong, but I'm still yeah. like. But and that's why like it's I mean, you know, especially with latino culture latino culture is also very superstitious and very yeah like they're like i mean some of the most beautiful ghost stories that i've ever heard have come from latino culture so Mm -hmm. like so you know they're like you have this rich superstitious culture that is and i can like i can kind of Mm -hmm. identify with that being like you know with i mean italian italian people no no it's yeah no there's there's definite similarities because yeah. it's it's the the a lat it's still a Latin culture. It's like mm-hmm. so under the taxonomical or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm always more like, even the Catholic, the Catholic yes. piece. Yes, and like I'm always more likely to be more of a believer than a skeptic. Like I I think it's more that I want to believe that it's real. Like I want this to be. Listen, I wanted nothing more than to have this, like, be real when I was younger because I grew up in Brooklyn. My friends were really into this shit. We had the fucking Botanica, like, a couple blocks away. And we were there all the time trying to, like, do our little fucking gig and nothing ever happened. So I was like, I don't I don't know. I don't know anymore. My, my life is crushed and <laughs> I just believe in nothing. I, I literally spent most of last night watching Haunted on Netflix. Have you ever watched haunted i'm no i haven't pour me another glass of prosecco and i'm not paying attention (laughs) to anything you say right now haunted it's one of those like like my haunted house kind of like like reenactment those reenactment shows people people tell their stories and they have like reenactments of like the thing so i'm sitting here watching it i'm like i want to believe all of these so bad but they're so scripted that i don't know if i can but like that's the thing is like I, that I've always wanted to believe. And like, I've had experiences in my life that I can't explain. Mm. So I just, I just yeah. want there to be more than this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, it's, it's possible. Like there's maybe an explanation that we just don't have yet. Right. It's like, where does somebody's energy go when they die? We don't know. Right. But then yeah. there's this whole law of conservation of energy that says that it doesn't, it's not destroyed. It just goes somewhere. Like, so what is that? You know, it's like, we don't, we don't know. And I, I think of the same thing. Cause I'm like, once you create this energy and it exists in the world, it never fully goes away, but I don't know what happens to it. And like that, the energy thing is science. Yeah. That is science. So like, I, but I don't know what happens to it after. And that's why I don't knock people for believing, having their re- religious beliefs or anything, but I'm like, right. You know, for lack of better words, show me the money. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? It's like don't don't insist that I believe in this god or that god when I, you know, when it's not a convincing argument to me. Right? Yeah. No, I'm I'm I think you and I are very similar on this wavelength of like I'm open. 
I'm not going to knock anyone's fucking gig, but like, I just need, I need to see it with my own eyes. Right. And I'm like watching videos. It's all, the truth is out there. (laughs) Yes. It's like, very bad. Literally. I'm like, I'm watching YouTube and I'm like, ghost caught on camera. I'm like, watch. Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) Those videos are fun. Oh, Oh, they're so fun. But like Dottie shows them to me and she's like, look at this. I'm like, girl, you can't see shit. I'm like, it's a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Caught on camera. But my favorite. Caught on tape. My favorite are the ones that are like ghost caught on camera. And then it's just somebody running past the camera. (laughs) Those are my favorite. Those are my absolute favorite. I love your ghost pictures. (laughs) I, I texted. Thank you. So wait, I, I texted Gulia and I go, I, there's a ghost in my house and I got it on camera. And she was like, no way. I was like, yeah, for real. So I sent her a picture and it's just me in a sheet with my ass out. <laughs> I'm like, cool. I think I was at work too. I was like, well, this is right. This L- is right. It's little spoopy booty. Little spoopy booty. That's my rap name. Spoopy booty. Oh my goodness. Daddy's going to become a SoundCloud rapper. Write that debut single. Yeah, write that debut <laughs> single. Little spoopy booty. Spoopy and booty. my debut single is called Linen Sheet. <laughs> Linen Sheet featuring Erica Clash. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Almost see your taint. What are you doing? First. First of all, if you can almost see my taint, then it was intentional. So, so our last question, last but not least, we want to know what it is that you are working on now. And we know that you might not be able to give away all of the details, but we would like a little teaser, a little taste. Yeah, there was a look that I had started working on like right before I left California that I'm finally now starting to finish. So uh, I'm going to be doing a photo shoot in a few weeks. And, but primarily I am right now in the process of like upgrading some tech, upgrading some furniture in my room and really set up like a little Twitch and YouTube home studio here in my house. So that's my big project. I really want to, this winter while we're all stuck inside and it's cold, I really want to build that part of Erica Clash up a little bit more. And so we're going to be doing Nerd Alert season two. If you remember like me and Rock used to do nerdy YouTube videos. So myself, Crimson Kitty, Kai Kai Michaels are going to be doing that. And I have some really fun ideas for my Twitch stream. And I'm really excited for that, you know? And then I really just want some time to like be creative and just craft and, and, and do that, you know, on a non-pressurized, non-deadline yeah. basis. <laughs> and then, and then maybe like next year we'll be in a better position in terms of like opening up and getting to do more shows. Hopefully. I so. hope so. I want nothing more than to like see live gigs, tip tip a person like hand to hand and you can always tip me i'm sitting right here (laughs) you get enough of my money um but yeah like i want nothing more for that to like be a thing again but i'm very fearful that we are about to get locked down again shortly yeah it's it's not looking great Mm. but we'll see yeah but hopefully you know brighter days are ahead fingers are crossed we knock I on think, wood i think so i'm I'm hopeful for next let's say spring it sucks because my birthday was right at the beginning of quarantine it was like yeah my birthday is late march and i was and just we've like, been well. drinking ever since we've never <laughs> stopped <laughs> and i was just like well i guess this year is a bust and i thought that this was only going to be a couple months and here we are about to be like almost a year later and i'm like well fuck this i'll never forget that moment we were we went I did a gig with Kendra and Frankie, who I adore. I mean, Kendra Onyx is one of 
the most they are good time gals they are good time gals and frankie is just like party non like i love her so we did a game we were out until seven o'clock in the morning we were out till seven o'clock in the morning and then the next day we went back and we hung out with frankie some more took her to walmart (laughs) and then the next day we went grocery shopping and then that was it yeah and then we were shut down and it was like I'll never forget, like we were going walking around the grocery store, and I started having an anxiety attack, and I was cr- like crying tears yeah. in the grocery store, yeah. pushing my cart. We were like sitting here trying to be like, okay, so we have to get these groceries because who knows what's going to happen, and that fear of the unknown was definitely very real at that time. And I was yeah. like, when am I? Yeah. I was like, you when know. am I going to see you again? No. Like, when yeah. are we going to be able to? It do took us this? a long time to see each other because also we didn't see each other until May. Yeah. That's a long time for us. So, you know, and then after I got COVID and I had my, my antibodies. It was, it was, yeah. it was a wrap. <laughs> then we're going to the pool, but yeah. Yeah. Woo! It's a scary. I know. I'm situation. like the pool. Honestly, summer was saved by the pool and the beach. Thankfully. Yeah. Yeah. They saved summer. They truly did. And let me tell you the beach. I was like, I was crazy. I was spreading all of my stuff yeah. out as much as possible. And I was like, no, you can't, you can't come within this range. And then walks over and just plops her shit on my blanket. And I was like, yeah, you're socially distanced. (laughs) We we might have to blurt that part out. Like we might have to put a a sensor over that name. Some drag race queen. You can't, I don't even think you could say that girl. (laughs) Walked over and plopped her shit on my blanket. Yeah, but then she popped her ass around everywhere and no one was complaining. And then she kept touching my titties and was like, Mm, healthy. I was like, girl, you need to relax. You mm. back up. That's a really bad mating call. <laughs> healthy. <laughs> I was like, thank you so much. My doctor just told me the same thing. I don't know. <laughs> like, like literally what happened, and I don't know if this whole thing is going to have to get edited out. I don't care. Goes up to Dottie, goes like this to her titty, and is like, healthy. That's so weird. Yes! <laughs> so weird. <laughs> This was after she was like, but I think we were also drinking vodka that day. It was bad. It was day. a mess. It was day. a bad day. <laughs> but either way, we made it through. We did. And now we're gonna be shut down in winter. House party was like it for a while. Yeah. So if we all can't leave our houses, we can like house party it up, FaceTime it up. We'll make it work. You know. Yeah. It's it's we're gonna have to. It's a thing. But yeah. Erica, thank you so much yes. for joining us today. It was one. It was, so fun. It was amazing to see your face. I'm so sorry that like my lighting is weird. Like no, no, my no. curtains are like wide open. I'm like trying to dodge the. <laughs> I know. I, I like that you keep like moving around a little bit I'm to like, get out of direct I'm sunlight. I'm like, oh no! I'm like, oh. <laughs> and I just no. keep seeing these garment bags that look kind of like bodies hanging <laughs> on your wall. It's pretty great. Yeah, because you know, like this is my mirror. You know. I have all this bullshit that I haven't cleaned up yet. <laughs> but I like your little jack o' lantern pumpkin pail. Oh yeah, that was for my um for my look that I posted last week. Oh, and is that love a little it. witch hat? Yeah, look at her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We love the that. Wi- little but, witch look for the but kids. But we thank you so much for joining us. I mean, one, it's it's so wonderful to see you. I you know it's yes, been absolutely. so long. You've been traveling forever. But I hope that you're doing well. I hope mom is doing well. I miss her. She's good. She's good. She loves you. She loves you. (laughs) I love your mother so much. And I love you too. But she really loves you. (laughs) Listen, while you were away in San Francisco, like your mother and I were texting like every day. (laughs) 
<laughs> I know. She told me. <laughs> I love your mom. And then and then I went to go see her at Shakespeare. Yes. In the Park. Oh, I did. And we that. wanted to go see you perform in Westchester oh. before everything got shut down. We were gonna. We were planning that. Well, oh, I would love that. Maybe when things open again and it's safe to yeah. go places. That would be so. Wonderful. We will. Um, so if you can do us and all of our listeners a favor and give us your social medias Plug so your that shit. people can follow you. So I'm talking about, I want your Twitch. I want your Instagram. I want your, your Facebook. I want your Venmo so they can tip you. Yes. Yeah. It's all Erica clash, Erica with a K clash with a K. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Venmo, cash app, Twitch. <laughs> like what else? Um, you know the the all this all the usual ones. Christian that that the drag queen say Christian mingle. Um, I heard Britta Filter the, the other day. Uh, she's on the dominoes. Like you know, on the mic, Christian yeah. mingle. Britta Filter on the Halloween special. She said that she's on the Domino's app. I'm like, yes, <laughs> all of the apps. First of all, I but can I tell you that but my we shutter, also wait, we love consistency. We do. So there can you I go. Tell yes. you that my shutter, because you know when you when you make a shutter account, it asks you what you want your display name to be. Christianmingle.com. No, my display name on shutter is Dottie Spartans. <laughs> Oh, perfect. Like, why Now not? they know who you are. You need to... I don't even remember them asking me. Yeah, no, like, it's right there. Maybe <laughs> so, I blacked out. Last night, literally, I was laying in bed, and I didn't want to wash anything, but I needed something on in the background, so I put on the um, the Samo Lantern Gulag. Oh, I love that, though. It was so relaxing to have on in the background. Hearing that person just vomit for a while is great. Yeah, it's cute. <laughs> it's we, like you're hanging out with me. Yeah, it is. It's like, really, it's on brand. But Erica, we love you. Thank you so much for joining us. This really means so much. It was truly a pleasure. Thank you all so much for having me. Absolutely. So we're going to, unfortunately, send you back into the beyond. Into the spirit realm. I know. You need to be dead again. Like, sorry, bitch. (laughs) And we we can't come up with a creative death like you've had in your past. So we're just going to kick you out. (laughs) Okay. Be gone. I'm just going to mute my microphone. I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm pulling out my Palo Santo right now. Like, back into it, you go. Be gone, evil spirit. What? <laughs> Bye, you all. Erica, we love you. Thank you so much. Thank you. So, that was our interview with Erica Clash. <laughs> you did that on purpose. I don't know. The world will never know. Because I'm just that much of a trash being where it could be I did it on purpose or I did it just because I had to burn it. <laughs> Who, the world may never It was know. the Takis. It was the Takis. I do, I do have to do my ceremonial crunch. She broke into the Takis already. I'm before... starving. And someone didn't get me lunch. Somebody didn't answer the phone when I called them. I called you back within five minutes. I was in the bathroom trying to do my hair. I was already done buying my lunch and on my way to get you. Rude. <laughs> well, you know what? At least I bought the Prosecco. True. Correct. Especially <laughs> since your friend is broke and did not just get tipped good money the other night. That's fine. So, we hope you all enjoyed that lovely interview <laughs> with my friend, Erica Clash. What an angel. She really is a sweet baby angel. This is my first time interacting with Erica. Her spirit seemed very warm and welcoming, so I cannot complain. But we did have to send her back into the grave. I know. I feel kind of bad about that, but like, (laughs) 
the veil is still thin between the worlds right now, so I feel like it was at least probably an enjoyable trip. Yeah, she might, you know what, she might come back another time, who knows? Who knows? But we do have one more segment left. We do? My favorite. Oh, yeah. The one that Ghoulia uh. hates <laughs> so much. It's time for Spoopy Stuff. <laughs> I choked on talkie dust. <laughs> Spoopy. about to see may disturb you okay Gulia. i have right now some bullshit here some for bullshit. you one of the greatest tiktok videos you're ever gonna see a tiktok it is a tiktok ghost it's a tiktok i'm done <laughs> it's it's tiktacky is what it we is we know i don't we know i don't know the tiktoks very so, well now, this, this has been reposted on the YouTube, because I couldn't find the original TikTok. But oh, it was on the YouTube? It's on the YouTube. So, I want you to watch... <laughs> Alright, well... This video. So, this this chick is, like, making a TikTok. She's got a white claw. And then, there's this figure in the curtain behind her. And then, when she goes to pull the curtain away, there's nothing behind it. Are you ready? Are you so excited? Okay. Get ready. Here we go. So for today's drink, bro, what's a win? All right, so homegirl is acting like the wind didn't just okay. blow her fucking now, cover over now, it. Let's watch it one more time now. Keep your eye here. I I see it. Don't so watch for her. Today's right? drink. That's wind. Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little spoopy booty. It's a little spoopy booty. Coming coming in clutch. Living sheet featuring Erica Clash. <laughs> I better get a cut of that song, <laughs> by the way. So basically for those of you who can't see, it's this girl, she's doing her TikTok, she has a she's got a white claw, and there's it looks and like she has a lime white claw of all white claws, so I'm kind of like the I, white claws. I don't mind the lime, but I'm like questioning her validity as a human being. True. So then behind her, she has her like like sliding glass door open. Wide the fuck open. Wide, wide the open. fuck open. Not even like a screen in between. Like wide open. So it was the wind. So then the wind. I don't know because the wind doesn't blow in like jabbing. Have you seen how fucking windy it is outside today? It could blow in a jab. All I'm we saying, don't know where she's located. It could blow in a jab. I'm just saying. I think it's a ghost. I think it's the wind. Julia <laughs> is always going to think it's the wind. <laughs> so. I crunched a talkie all over the table. You did. But that really wraps up our episode. We think that you guys really are the worst, just the worst kind of humans. I think that if we have any people who consistently listen, why are you such a masochist? <laughs> why do you hurt yourself this way? Why do you hate yourself this much? Why do you much? like it? If you hate yourself this much, pay me money and I will hate you more than you could ever hate yourself. This is true. I've seen her hate some people and it's And rough. I... I 
I recently have been told that I'm just pretty bitchy, so. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so, so, but we still, as much as you might be terrible, we really appreciate your listenership. Thank you so much for those of you who have returned to listen. We had quite a few. Really? Yeah. I don't know anything about the inner workings of anything that has to do with our podcast. I show up. I get surly. I say things like days of surly? yore. <laughs> you get surly? Are you a are you a pirate from 1917? <laughs> I don't know what's going So all right, guys, I'm on a really weird high of not eating having and double fisting coffee and prosecco at the same surly. time. Because you're surly. It makes sense. Because I'm surly. <laughs> and thinking about days of yore. <laughs> oh, no. Well. And Dottie has to deal with me for the rest of the day. It's true. So if She's you could do so me a favor. Fun, if you could Venmo me at E-M-B-O-M-B-H-E-R so I could buy discounted stuff from Spirit <laughs> Halloween, I would really appreciate it's it. really all she wants. But also, please make sure that you are following us on our Instagram. Oh, yeah, that's you. Whatever. That's at <laughs> I spit in your mouth. All one word. All spelled correctly. <laughs> Correct. And you can also find me on Instagram at Dottie Spartans. That's D-O-T-T-Y-S-P-A-R-T-A-N-S. And you can find me at Gulia Spartans. G-H-O-U-L-I-A-S-P-A-R-T-A-N-S. Follow me or not, I don't care. But if you want to Venmo me, either way, I would really love that. Again, (laughs) Venmo, E-M-B-O-M-B-H-E-R. You might have to show a little titty cleave for that. My titties are always out anyway, so like, <laughs> I don't even think that's my Venmo. If you want to see some titty cleave, you should have been here on Halloween, because that was all. Correct. The boobs were out. Correct. But also, if you want to email us to tell us how what you eat us, or if you want to, you know, recommend someone for us to interview, you can email us. We would love recommendations, because... We would absolutely love recommendations because we, even I though we like do have a list. I feel like we're running through our friends like really quickly. <laughs> we are. And like eventually we're going to come up to people who like we don't know. And then we're going to be like, uh. We're going to be like, so hi, how are you? What are you doing? Are you spooky or no? Can you interview tomorrow? And they're going to be like, what? No. <laughs> so if you have recommendations for people that you think would be wonderful for us to interview and especially if you know them personally but like actually spoopy people though, like for too. real spoopy uh, not just like hey I might like the craft remake people <laughs> hey I listen to your podcast and I am spoopy enough no maybe not like I want to see you fully invested in living the spoopy life I want to see you sacrifice a goat I do not want to say that. <laughs> we do not promote animal cruelty on this podcast. When I said goat, I meant the greatest of all time. So a person who you think is the greatest of all time. We do, them. however, promote human sacrifices. We love a good human sacrifice. Throw we that do. bitch into a volcano. But no animals. No animals. We love animals here. <laughs> we do. Jesus Christ. We do so much. We need to shut the fuck up. So, all right, we're leaving. So I don't think that's my Venmo, but Venmo me money. <laughs> So, once again, we will see you, not next week, but the week after.
after that, because we are every other week. Because we are both very busy adults. And I think this is consistent enough. I agree. <laughs> so we will see you in two weeks' time here on whatever podcast app that you're using, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. I don't, I don't know, know the what rest half of the things that you said just are. <laughs> so we will I'm see like, you Google soon. Google Podcasts, what is that? It's a podcast on Google. So please oh, really? give you know make sure if you like this, you're sharing it with your friends and but you're again, rating like, and reviewing us. That one star bitch. <laughs> we want to know who you are. Write a review. Email us. Write a review. Email us. Tell us why you hate us. Why are you so salty? That's right. And also, we're not this aggressive with everybody who rates and reviews us. <laughs> Just, just that one person who left us a one star. I review. think I think they're just a hater. So, I think it's someone who doesn't like you or I. I mean, that could be any of the husbands of any of the guys I've had sex with. So please make sure you rate and review and share this podcast with My your goodness. friends. And we'll see you oh so soon. Maybe not too soon. But in that time, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to creep, creep it, it real. real.